Hi, I'm Prairie Lily. And I'm the Hippie. And with this podcast, we wish to interpret the complex views within our society so as to be able to educate ourselves and others from this learning experience. Through this journey of this podcast, we hope to evolve personally and share our experiences with you. On today's episode of Prairie Lily and the Hippie One, we speak to Vanessa. Vanessa is a longtime friend of mine, and recently she competed in her very first bodybuilding competition at the age of 45. Not only did she compete in the competition, but she competed in the very first virtual competition of its kind. And on top of competing in her first competition, she won. So congratulations, Vanessa, on that. That is super exciting. In this episode, Vanessa explains how she got into fitness and how she got into bodybuilding and the life stages she was at when she really first started looking at bodybuilding at a young age. And she goes through the process of how she got to where she's at now. She explains how the competition was adapted from being to being virtual after COVID-19 closed the gyms and as well, instead of the competitions being canceled, things moved to a virtual realm. So that's really neat how that was adapted as well. This interview will hopefully motivate you to get back into a fitness regimen if you haven't been in one for some time and maybe even have you exploring the idea of pushing yourself beyond what you thought possible. And as always, Vanessa tells us some fun facts about herself and her favorite book. This also is the very first episode that I, Prairie Lily, have done on my own, and I did it remotely with uh, Vanessa, so she wasn't actually with me. The first 15 minutes were done through the Anchor app, and then the second 15 minutes were done through just a voice, or the second half part was done through just a voice recording, so you'll hear a little bit of a difference between the two. Um, But we were having some technical difficulties with the Anchor app, and so we switched to a different mode. But we still were able to do the interview. It was super fun, and uh, it was really neat to see all the adaptations we're making while we're social distancing. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Prairie Lily and the Hippie One, and I hope that it inspires you to do something that you have been maybe putting off for a while. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining us today on Prairie Lily and the Hippie One. I am super excited to have you in today. Um, Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, your name, where you're from, that kind of thing? For sure. My name Mm -hmm. is Vanessa Hernandez-Munoz, and I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, Originally a Saskatchewan girl. (laughs) Woohoo! Yay! (laughs) That's awesome. Love for Saskatchewan. Yes, yay, yay. So something very yeah. exciting happened to you recently. What 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 is that? Tell us a little, little bit about what happened. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, right? Yes. Yesterday I competed in my bodybuilding competition, which has been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. It was probably one of the biggest days ever for me yesterday. Wow. And obviously <laughs> it wasn't the stage I was expecting when I started prepping, but it ended up being the best day ever. That is so cool. So cool. So 
how did you get started in fitness? Like not bodybuilding, but like fitness itself. Like, were you always interested in fitness or, you know, or did you come to it at a certain age or how did you get started? I was always really, really active. And my dad was actually a bodybuilder. So I grew up watching him and, you know, sitting on his weights when he was working out. And and I always remember wanting to be big and strong like him. Um, but I was always really tiny and really lanky and ended up going more into endurance sports and dancing mm. and ended up a professional or not a professional, sorry, a competitive dancer okay. uh, into my high school years. Huh, neat. And- Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and I kind of thought that that was going to end up being something I did forever. But circumstances changed. And that was kind of taken away from me and um, remained active my whole life, but always, always wanted to pursue bodybuilding and just mm-hmm. never thought that it was within reach for me. Right. So then how did you get into bodybuilding? Like if you felt like it wasn't within reach for you, but you, you ended up here you are. <laughs> so how did you get into it? That's That's an interesting story, actually. When I was 20, I was living in BC, and my roommate had a sister who was a bodybuilder. And I started talking to her about, you know, hey, you know, if I wanted to be a bodybuilder, what would I need to do? And she gave me some really quick little diet tips that I thought I could implement uh, right away and make all these big changes in my life. But what ended up happening was that I didn't know what I was doing, and I ended up getting really, really sick. And almost died from anorexia nervosa because I had oh. lost so much weight. Oh my! Yeah, wow. yeah. So how and how old were sorry, how, how old were you around then? Like, like were you? I I was twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's ultimately what led me into bodybuilding um, even more seriously because I thought you know. I, I either I'm going to figure this out or I'm going to die. Right. So I, I started um, researching bodybuilding in general and going into chat rooms and stuff. Cause that was the thing back then in the nineties right. was chat rooms. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Talking to other bodybuilders. And um, I think they picked up and I was anorexic at the time. And I think there was a few of them that picked up that, you know, there was something going on with me mm-hmm. and that I wasn't actually a bodybuilder and I was trying to learn more. And uh, it just ended up, you know, I, I ended up being 69 pounds and oh my, wow, <laughs> doing bicep curls with soup cans, whatever I could do to try build myself up. Wow. It's it's a really long and interesting story. Wow. Well, I mean, if you want to share more of it, you can. Uh, it's, it's up to you. Is there what was there like a pivotal moment in that time frame for you? Or what really stands out from you, you know, in that time, like you were in this struggle, obviously, with anorexia, and you, it was like either do or die kind of thing. I'm, it sounds like to me, is that kind of how it, how it was like, you had to like, like, how did you change your mindset out of that? Because I know that that, that anorexia can have such a grip on people's minds. So how did you, how did you get through that? I actually, uh, met two people in one of the bodybuilding chat rooms that I was in and they both messaged me privately and said hey you know we can tell from your posts that something's going on with you you know are you okay and do you need extra help so I opened up to them and shared my story and mm-hmm. they ended up being some of the closest friends that I I have ever had and they talked to me every day for a year and a half they checked in on me mm-hmm. they made sure I was eating um, and they're actually, I never, ever did go to therapy. It was them that actually helped me through that situation. 
And um, there was 100% a pivotal moment for me. And I was at the grocery store buying an apple, just a single apple. Mm -hmm. And I was I was in the height of my illness then. So I was literally 69 pounds and could hardly walk. And I Mm -hmm. put my apple on the conveyor belt. And I glanced over and I saw a muscle and fitness magazine with Lou Ferrigno on it. And he was holding this beautiful fitness model on his lap. And I looked at that and thought, I want to be that one day. And I grabbed that magazine and I put it on the conveyor belt. And there was two girls behind me that started laughing and they pretended to blow on me. And they said, who does she think she is? Like she could ever be a bodybuilder. And they were laughing Mm. at me and making fun of me. And in that moment, in that moment, it, it was horrible, but it was a moment when I went to myself, you know what? I will show you and I will show everyone. And one day I'm going to do this. And that was, well, I was 20 and I'm 45 now. So. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. That's so cool. I, you know, just as a go off on a side note here, you're 45 and this was your first Mm -hmm. competition. How cool is that? Because like, you know, like there's no, there's no age limit to things, you know, when you, when you put your mind to something, I mean, yeah, 25 years later that you did the thing that you said you were going to do when you were 20. Like that is, that's so cool. I don't, I don't know if you have anything to, to contribute to that, but I think, wow, like, you know, don't give up on your dreams or, you know, there's probably a bazillion things you could say in regards to, to, to that, like all of a sudden, like finally after so many years of that coming to fruition for you. So how does that feel to be 45 and you're like in like the most incredible shape of your life. Um, You know what? It's totally awesome. And I think the timing is perfect. I honestly don't think I could have handled um, what it took to get to this point when I was younger. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have had the, the determination and the will to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it needed to happen now when I was more mature and more able to focus on my goals and, um, I, I think it's incredible. I mean, I don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> when you're my age, you, you are more susceptible to injury. And there was a lot of things that happened during my training where my body kind of retaliated on me, but I had to mm-hmm. constantly push through that. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. I feel like it's a huge accomplishment and I'm in the best shape of my life right now. That is so cool. I know I followed your journey on social media, your posts and stuff like that. And I know there were some challenges along the way things, you know, <laughs> you know, limitations and whatever. And, and um, it was really neat to see how you were able to, I, I think you even were sick at one point, uh, like a really bad cold or something. I remember seeing posts about that. And, and how to like, I know for, for me, I mean, I am not a bodybuilder or whatever, but I do go to the gym regularly or prior to this COVID stuff. I, you know, I, I like to go to the gym six days a week. And I felt like if I couldn't go, I, I felt like, you know, bad if I couldn't make it or whatever so I couldn't imagine I'm sure you probably felt like you know a roller coaster Mm -hmm. of emotions when you weren't able to do the thing you wanted to do so how did you overcome those like difficult moments along this process like when your body was giving you challenges you know it it kind of started right at the beginning because when I started this my whole diet changed literally overnight and my body um, started to do some interesting things, like all the joints on my on my hand swelled up. All my knuckles were swelling up. Oh. Um, and I was trying to lift heavy weight, so that made things hard. 
I never quit. I just did whatever I could. I endured the pain. I got gloves. I massaged mm-hmm. my hands every day with like um, muscle rub. And so that was a thing. And it took about three months for that to finally pass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the cold you were talking about, I ended up with some really weird flu bug. Mm-hmm. And every morning I would get sick, like really, really nauseous. And then that went on. Oh my gosh, that went on for months. And then on Christmas Eve, I was, you know, I was really down. I was throwing up all night. Mm. No idea what was going on. But I continued. I continued to work out through all of that. I never missed. I missed one day at the gym and it's because my husband was out of town. Mm. (laughs) I couldn't go. But I, so to answer the question, how did I cope? I think my coping mechanism was just to push through it and continue to push through it and not give up no matter Mm. what. Just to do it. Yeah. So I know, I know your diet prior to this would have been relatively healthy. So when you say Mm -hmm. your diet changed completely, I'm thinking like, like you were already eating healthy before. So can you share, shed a little light on that? Because like a lot of people think that, you know, I eat healthy, I eat clean, I, you know, whatever. How did that diet change? Like, what was it that changed so much with that diet? So the diet went from being healthy to being um, the diet that I would need as a competitor in order to stand on the stage and win a show, basically. So I ate, I mean, I ate healthy, but I ate a lot of carbs. I'm Italian. I love Mm -hmm. pasta. My husband's Chilean. We eat a lot of bread and stuff like that. And I've never had a problem managing my weight. So I just ate, ate Mm -hmm. bread, ate pasta, you know, and I would eat a lot of food at night because I never really gained any weight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tons of fruit, um, tons of gummy bears. Those are my nemesis. <laughs> um, you know, lots of yogurt and, and just lots of everything. So when I went and uh, went to a coach and she said, okay, all these carbs have to go. You only get small amounts of this and that. Protein needs to go way, 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 way up. My water intake was horrible, absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. So I needed to start drinking a lot of water. Um, and just like the sugar, I used to eat so much sugar, just sugary snacks. Cause I thought, well, I don't have to worry about this. So mm-hmm. she was like, nope, it's out. You only get one meal a week now. That's a cheat meal and that's it. So mm. just the, I think it was the carbs that rocked my world more <laughs> than anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't prepared for how hard that was going to be mentally, Um, Mm -hmm. I was warned, but I I couldn't have possibly prepared myself for what a challenge that was going to be. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's so interesting. Cause like, um, yeah, cause I was thinking like, how, how could your diet change so much? But I suppose, yes, the carbs out protein way up. So how long, how long did, like, had you, how long was this process for like the day when you, what happened that moment when you decided, okay, yes, I'm actually going to go for it. I'm going to start, I'm going to prepare for a competition. Like you said, you went and talked to a coach or how did that start? Like, what was the process? So I knew that I just felt like this year needed to be my year because I, I was already in like the best shape I had been up to that point. And I thought, you know, I'm 45 and if I'm going to do this, it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. And I knew it had to be with the right person. So I'm, I, when it comes to um, sports and, and lifting and stuff in, in general, I'm really competitive and I'm really, it's kind of hard to keep up with me. So I thought I got to find a coach who's going to really, really, really push me. Mm-hmm. So I had had a girl, 
um, recommended to me by one of the trainers in my gym. And she was a trainer there. So I just kind of started watching her. Mm -hmm. And then I started following her Instagram. And then I just went up one day and started talking to her and we clicked right away. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'd like to set up an appointment to talk with you. I There's something I, I feel like I want to do, but I, I just would like to talk to you. So we had a meeting and I just decided right then and there after talking to her, I just went, you know what, let's sign this paper. Let's do it right now. I'm in. And mm-hmm. then I messaged my husband and said, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> I just signed the paperwork. Wow. This is happening. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. So it was just like, boom, a decision right then and there just to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It it was, and I knew it had to be because I knew if I thought about it too much, I was going to do what I've always done. And that was talk myself out of it because I've constantly struggled with fear, right? Or feeling like yeah. I couldn't, I can't do things. So I thought, no, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just, I have to sign this paper right now and just rip it off. I need to do it. Right. Yes. Do it. That's, that's incredible. Like just to, to make that decision right then and there. So... I just want to know, what is the process that you used in getting ready for these shows? Like you had talked about how you had met that your the friend at the gym, but like, what's the process you used to get, to get ready? So you, you, you hooked up with her and then, and then what happened? So I met with her and we had a talk about what my goals were, first of all. Um, and then she sat down with me and did a bunch of measurements. So we had to do, we had to figure out currently where I was at in order to figure out how I needed to get to where I wanted to be. Um, so measurements, uh, like body fat measurements. Um, and then I had to do a, like a full body scan that basically told me, you know, everything, what my fluids were weighing, what my muscle mass was, fat content, all that good stuff. Wow. And then she also... She's actually, her name's Claudia Rosendahl, by the way, and she is the best Shout trainer out. in the whole world. Shout out Shout to Claudia. Shout out to Claudia Rosendahl, <laughs> yep. Awesome. Um, she, she is actually a bodybuilding champion herself, um, mm. and her husband is uh, holds some world records, I believe, in powerlifting. So. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, they're amazing. But she's actually, she's like a triple threat because she's a posing coach and she's a nutritionist and she's a trainer, so I had everything all in one. That's so cool. So. Yeah, it was it was perfect. So she sat down with me and, and worked out a diet plan with me based, like, really specifically on my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, everything tailored to me. So it started with, let me see what a typical day is like for you. So I messaged her what I typically ate. And then she said, okay, this is where we need to make changes. And let's try this diet for a couple of weeks to a month and see what your body does with this. And then from there, she was able to really go in and tweak and see exactly where she needed to make adjustments with my macros and stuff. And that's basically how we formulated um, the diet plan that I ended up following for nine months. So at this point, you already were um, wanting to go into a competition or did you register one? Like, did you, did you like register for a competition and then like, like, where did you get, like, I know you said you signed up that day, but what did you sign up for? What did you, what was that, that day when so you met what, I, what I signed up for that day was just the training and working with her. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. And then so how did the you, show. yeah. Go ahead, yeah. I was just going to say, how did you decide then, like, then you were going to go into a show? Like, how, how long did you know before you, like, 
before you started the, sh- the show, how long did you give yourself to train? So I knew the day that I signed up with her that I was going to do a show and we knew exactly what show I was going to do. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we knew right from the beginning, and she basically said the show is in um, the spring, in March, um, which is when we thought that it would be, and it ended up getting pushed into April. But, um, yeah, we knew we knew all along exactly what it was going to be, and she was like, this is, this is what your body needs to be in order to compete in this division and this show. So we constantly had that goal that we worked towards every single day after that. Okay, so you put you put skin in the game right from the beginning or whatever. You just like right. boom, right? Yep. Literally right from right from the very night that I signed that paperwork, yeah. she was already sending me things in my email that night. Wow. So how did you guys decide which show to do? Because I imagine there's like more than one, so there's probably multiple shows. Or like, how did you decide? So I basically just did whatever Claudia told me to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. She was a competitor um, with the federation that I decided to uh, register with, and she I think she chose that federation specifically for me because they were, in her opinion, a little more of a hardcore federation, and I, I think she kind of took me to be, you know, more of a hardcore girl that really wanted something kind of old school. Okay. So, okay. and she liked that federation. So that's just the one that she said, you know, I did a show with these guys. I think you should do a show with them. And that's basically how we made that decision. Awesome. Okay. So what did it, so I know that, okay, you need to explain the difference. So this competition that you were in because of the global situation with COVID-19, it tra- changed dramatically. And instead of being in March, it was April, but so, I mean, I would like to ask, what does it feel like the day of competition? But this is the only one you've you've been in, correct? That's right, yeah. So what was it supposed to be like, and what did it end up being like, that day of competition? Like, how how different was it from what your expectation was at the beginning of this process to what it ended up being? So there was actually a lot that transpired because, the original show I was supposed to do, like I said, we thought was going to be in March, but it ended up being in April. Mm-hmm. And then in between there, I also ended up being introduced to another federation um, through a lady, uh, Chantelle Gogowicz, actually, who's become a really good friend of mine. I met her through work, and I went and showed up at a job one day, and somehow we got onto a a conversation about bodybuilding and she said, Oh my gosh, no way. Like I'm a judge with the NPAA Federation and I really want you to do our show coming up in May. So of course Mm -hmm. me being who I am, I was like, Oh sweet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would love to do that. So I ended up joining another federation and was supposed to have two shows, um, the one in April and the one in May. Mm -hmm. And then of course, what ended up happening was COVID happened and both shows were canceled, which is what led me to do this virtual, the first ever uh, competition of its kind, actually, the Magnum um, Virtual Classic with the NPAA Federation. Okay. So, and they did that as a way to, you know, keep their athletes going and keep them motivated through all this. And um, it was an actual show with the same judging panel that you would have seen at the show, only they were judging it over a Zoom call, all of them together. So we got to compete in our own houses. So how, what did that look like? Like, normally you would have been on a stage, but yeah. 
instead, what did it, what, what ended up happening? So instead of spending um, the day before the show at an athlete's meeting and going for my spray tan um, and prepping for my event um, at a hotel for the venue the next day, I was applying um, Lee Press on Nails the night before. <laughs> and you know that self-tanner we used to use back in yes. high school? I was putting that on for the oh first time since I was in high school. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I... It was totally different than what I was expecting because obviously I was expecting a stage. Right. Um, and, you know, in my head I thought, well, maybe this will be easier, but I actually think it was more of a challenge because, you know, you have to set up cameras in your own house and mm. make sure you have room to walk because on the actual stage you get to do what's called an eye walk. And that's when you come out and you get your 30 seconds to basically do your presentation. Yeah. And then you get back in, in line, and then they do the comparison round, which is how, when they have all the girls lined up, and they, they get us to do our mandatory poses. Okay. So mm. <laughs> doing all that over a Zoom call in your living room was very, very different. <laughs> yes. And, like, oh, just even just, like, the the dynamics that would go into that, just creating the space. Um, you know, so that it's like, even, I know you're good with as aesthetically pleasing, like, like making things look good, but I couldn't imagine if someone wasn't like, had, like had a smaller space or ha didn't have an eye for like aesthetics, like, you know, I just couldn't imagine, but I'm, I'm sure you did amazing. Um, and, uh, but it would have been very different. Yeah. The space and just even like the the being able to maneuver around like did you move your furniture like what did you do to to, to <laughs> compensate for lack of stage I actually did I did rearrange all of my furniture <laughs> um I put markers on my floor so after I set up my camera I put markers on my floor so that I knew exactly where I could stand it was really important to me to still have it feel like I was doing a stage presentation yeah. I didn't want to I wanted to still come and, and bring my best package and do exactly what I would have done if I was on stage. So that yeah. was really important to me. And um, I did. I did my absolute best to, to you know, make the space and move things around and present myself in a way as though, you know, I was standing on that stage. So, okay, let's back up for a second because COVID happened and the gyms yep. were closed. So all yeah. of a sudden, all of that training and all of the equipment that you're used to having access to was gone. What, what was that like for you? What did you do? Um, you know, I want to say that I, I think I felt it coming, but there was still a part of me that wanted to believe it wasn't going to happen. And when it did, I honestly felt like I had been punched in the gut. I, my breath was taken away. I was in complete shock and I just didn't know what to do and I had a couple of days where I was in a state of panic you know all I could mm -hmm. think was how can I fix this how can I fix this how can I keep going you know like I don't have a home gym all I had was some plates and mm -hmm. I ran out really quick and grabbed a barbell I probably got the last one in the city to mm -hmm. be honest <laughs> yeah um contacted my coach and said listen I'm in a state of panic what do we do and she said, okay, give me a couple days. I, I will come up with something. So she ended up giving me um, a workout, full, full workout that I could do at home with the weights that I had. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, 
I, I didn't give myself long to have a pity party. I got over it really quickly and I went, Kate, I'm taking this as far as I, I can until it's taken from me and I'm going to train even harder uh, with what I have to make sure that I not only maintain but actually improve my physique yeah. over the time from home. And, and don't ask me how I did it. I was just so incredibly determined. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, um, I, I, I know. I, I mean, you and I have been, we've known each other for a long time, so I could totally, <laughs> I could totally see you being like determined <laughs> to just do that and push through and, and just get it done no matter what it took. So, and I don't know if everybody would have had that ded- dedication, like even just like, your diet. I'm sure that I think I had seen you mention somewhere along the way that you weren't even able to get the types of foods that you were normally able to get because of the limitations with like the grocery stores and whatever. So, um, so I imagine that, you know, you had to tweak your diet a little bit after all of this happened as well. Is that like that? Did I, did I read that right when I was like looking through your, your posts and stuff? That's true, and, and that was incredibly stressful because, you know, doing all of this already is incredibly hard, but then, you know, trying to do it through a pandemic, uh, yeah. it was a, it was a tremendous challenge mentally and emotionally because, yeah, I mean, showing up at the grocery store and not being able to get what you need when your diet is so, so specific, yeah. and then you have to find substitutions and then recalculate your macro, macros, and you're trying to do all that when you're standing in the grocery store line and no one is coming near anyone and everyone's got masks and gloves on and you're just like oh my gosh somebody help me (laughs) yeah that's just crazy I just think like you know the the like how this is going to be not only because it was a a virtual um, competition but also just that it was like the pandemic like like how like it's going to be ingrained in your memory like just all the the funny things like that you had to work through just the, the food the workouts all of that, I'm sure some people would have taken them completely out. Like, I can't go to the gym. I can't get the food I want. I'm out. But, you know, oh, yeah. you, you had 100%. the determination. And, I mean, okay, can you speak to a little bit about the cost of all this? Because I know even just, like, from people telling me, like, just even, like, your outfit would have been crazy, like, to just, I don't know. Can you Can you talk about the cost and, like, how the investment you had in all of this? Absolutely. So the training itself was just over Mm -hmm. $5,000. I have a fantastic suit maker. Her name is Chelsea, and she is uh, Cab of Fashions, actually, here in Calgary, and she is absolutely amazing. Um, she, I got a starter, uh, package with her for my suit and stuff. So I think in total for my suit, my jewelry, and two pairs of shoes, I paid just over $600, I think. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, which which actually is super, super reasonable. I mean, the suits can get incredibly expensive. Like, I'm talking $1,000 plus. So, so what, what is it about the suits that make them so expensive? Like, is it just, like, like you know, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, they're custom-made, like, tailored to fit your body specifically and to actually be you know, to grow with you and change. So as your, you know, your muscles are changing and stuff like that, when you have a good suit maker, they can make really quick adjustments. And they're also covered in Swarovski crystals and, Mm -hmm. you know, crystal attachments for the hips and around the neck. And so they're really, really beautiful suits. (laughs) And can you like, like, what do you, 
what do you do after a competition with that suit? Like, like, like I would imagine, would you use the same suit and at another competition or, or would you change? Like, I'm just curious as to how, like, is it kind of like, you know, when you go to like your, um, I don't know, a big event and you have a ball gown, would you like, could you wear it again? Or is it something like you just kind of wear it that competition and it's tacky to wear it again? Or could you wear it again? Um, I think it depends on the person. I would definitely, like this suit that I have now, I will definitely wear again because um, I used it here at home for the virtual and I would love to be able to take it on stage with me at least once. So um, to answer that question, honestly, I will use this suit again. Mm -hmm. I plan on continuing on in the sport and doing more shows. So over time, I'm sure I'm going to want to buy more suits Mm -hmm. just (laughs) because I'm going to want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you can definitely, I mean, for the money that you're investing in them and you're only wearing them for a really short time, yeah, Mm -hmm. you can definitely wear them again. And yours had some neat details on it. I thought, like, it had a V on it I saw, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, some of those personal details that are, like, right in it, that's pretty neat, so... I could imagine, you know, you'd you'd want to, you'd want to show that off, especially if it's like, you know, like they are beautiful. So that's really neat. So, so you did kind of talk about. Sorry, were you gonna say something? Sorry. No, I was okay. just gonna say. So yeah, all of that plus, you know, the food that you have to buy. Mm-hmm. That the cost of this whole thing definitely shoots up really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, and I I am just, like, blown away by that just because, you know, I mean, you do want a good coach, and, yes, you pay for, you get what you pay for, I, I think, in, in certain circumstances, and um, and then just even, like, registering for the competitions and then your suit and, and then the food all along, like, because it's probably, I mean, the things you're eating is probably, you know, not your typical, like, there's probably some typical grocery store items, but... Most of it's going to be um, things that are, the quantities are going to be quite a bit different than what you're used to purchasing, and um, especially like your protein and whatever, and that is a little more expensive too. So overall, your diet would have been more than what it would have been otherwise, I'm, I'm assuming. Is that correct? Definitely, yeah. And I mean, the protein is definitely one thing because the amount of eat, uh, sorry, meat that you're eating and I ate a lot of meat, and then your protein powder is expensive, mm-hmm. and you know whatever supplements and vitamins mm-hmm. you're buying, vitamins are not cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's so, for sure. So then, how did you overcome like like food cravings? Like I'd imagine, like your diet was probably fairly repetitive, um, and you know you probably were eating some you know meals that that maybe you got tired of. And maybe there'd be a craving for something else. How did you, how did you combat that? What did you do? Um, you know, I'll start by saying that actually I, I have to give creds again to my coach because she is, she likes to call herself the nutritionist that doesn't want to make you feel like you're on a diet. And she okay. really did an amazing job of actually making me feel like the food she gave me was outstanding. I ate delicious food that was all her own recipes that she's compiled over the last 10 years. Nice. Um, and every couple of weeks, she gave me different food. So oh, I always nice. had the same amount of macros, but mm-hmm. different food. So yeah. I never got bored, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I still obviously didn't get, you know, cake and pie and gummy bears and all mm-hmm. the delicious things. I'm, so right. I, 
I shed a few tears through this process. It was incredibly hard. Yeah. And you are planning on doing more of them, correct? More of Oh, the, yeah. yeah. I'm in it now. Yeah. It's yeah. one grip on me. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you to train for a competition then? Like, what is the... Now that you are at this point now, like, I imagine, are you... Are you going back to like regular life or are there parts of your life that are changed and that probably won't go back? Are you, I know your diet is probably you changed since the competition, but like how, how, like, and then you're going to do another one. Like, are you going to try and maintain, like, what do you, what's your, what's your plan now? now that you're done this competition, you plan on doing more. What are you kind of, what are you doing um, to just kind of, are you just like going back to your old lifestyle and then when you get ready for a competition change again, or are you going to keep up some of these things or what's, what's the plan with that? So right now my plan is to just go off season for the next three months. Okay. And then I'm going to start preparing for the November show in the middle of August. Okay. Okay. So I will give myself, I'd like to give myself 12 weeks to prep before every show that I decide to do. Okay. Okay. So that's when I'll start like my really intense dieting and stuff again. Yeah. But in the off season, I'm going to relax a little bit, but I'll never, I'll never, I made a joke with my coach the other day. Actually, she kind of told me that it was a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, you know, I just want to eat normally again. And she said, Vanessa, you're never going to be normal again. <laughs> you're a professional this is your lifestyle. Yeah. So she said, you know, you can relax a little bit, but, you know, you're going to want that structure and you're going to want to keep track of what your body's doing when you're eating. So, And she's 100% right because already after only two or three days of not being on a plan, I'm starting to feel a little anxious. Like I liked the structure of having a food plan. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, all that to say, I'll relax a little bit for the next three months, but mm-hmm. definitely going to stick to um, a little bit of a plan, just making sure I'm prioritizing my protein and, yeah. you know, watching my carbs. And I'll give myself one day a week where I kind of, you know, eat whatever I want to a certain extent, and then it's going to be clean clean eating with a priority on protein seven days a week, six days yeah. a week, for yeah. sure. So how long did it take you to prepare for this particular competition so you said in the future give yourself 12 weeks I'm sure you probably get you gave yourself longer than 12 weeks I'm sure I I don't I don't know but I'm just thinking back like when I first kind of saw you doing all of this and maybe just with the additional month with it being bumped to April but anyways how long did you give yourself this time to prepare like if you were coming new to this to this to the this you know world or this um, how long would you give yourself to prepare if you were just a newbie starting out, never done it before? So this this venture I started in August of last year. Okay. So this was over nine months. Okay. Of which is extremely long. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't do that again, but I am glad that I did that the first time because. There's a lot of really amazing things that I gained out of a nine-month prep mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't have had I done it quicker. So it was long. It was arduous. Uh, it was extremely challenging. But, you know, I gained so much from doing that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a long time. That's nine months. That's like a baby. <laughs> 
You yeah. were. Well, you I, were. I was joking about it. I kept saying, I'm I'm having a fitness baby. Yes. Like, yes. I'm giving birth to a fitness baby. Yeah, after fitness nine baby. Months. Your muscular fitness baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when this competition was over, I know that, okay, so first of all, you won. That is like super, super, super amazing. But I loved your posts about like when you finished, it was over and you just went, like you had the post about going for donuts. It was like, so like, you know, you got to reward yourself. So what was that like? Then it was over that day. What was that day like? Like, first of all, what was it like to find out you'd won? And then what did you do after you won? I, okay, so that, you know, I'll start by saying that I thought I was going to be nervous that day, but I wasn't. I was so ready, Mm -hmm. and I felt incredible, and I finished that that Zoom call. I I did my mandatory posing, and I did did the whole thing in front of the judges, and I turned off the Zoom call, and I put my hands on my countertop, and I put my head down, and I just cried and cried and cried and cried, Mm. and it wasn't sadness. It was just a feeling of like a weight coming off and this elation, mm-hmm. like like giving birth. Really, I have yeah. to say, and as a mother and, and having given birth before, I can say it was the feeling was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and I showered my tanner off and I ran outside mm-hmm. and I said to my husband, Let's "Go, I'm ready to go have my box of donuts." <laughs> I was so exhausted on every level, and I just couldn't focus. And then. I, I just felt elated. I, it's a feeling I've never had before, honestly. And I didn't think it could get better until I was in the car and I saw, you know, we were driving home and I was eating a donut actually at the time. <laughs> and I saw a message come in on Facebook from Wendy, um, one of the presidents of the NPAA. And she said, did you see that you won? And my phone flew out of my hand <laughs> and I screamed and Paul said, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. I don't understand. I just got this message saying I won. And I messaged her back and said, no, I'm in my car. What's going on? And I went and looked and saw that I had come in uh, first in my class and I was the overall winner. And I, I just couldn't believe it. And tears just shot out of my face. Like, and did you drop the donut or just your phone? Oh, just the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no way I was dropping that donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, priorities. That's right. Um, just, I was just bawling oh. and bawling and bawling, and I couldn't breathe. And I, I told Paul, I can't breathe. And he's like, You have to take a breath, try to calm down. And I said, I have never felt this feeling I'm having right now. This is in my 45 years of life. This is a completely new emotion. I don't even have words for it. Mm. I was completely overwhelmed. Wow. That's. That's really, that's, thank you for sharing that. I love that, you know, and, and like shout out to, to Paul. I mean, what did he go through with this experience? Like what, what would you say to him? Like now that it's over, did he say anything to you all along? Like I imagine he was supportive of you, but do you have any words to say for like partners about being supportive when they're, when, you know, their loved one is going through a competition preparation and all that? Any advice for people out there, the partners of the competitors? You know, that's an amazing question, and I'm glad you asked that because it was incredibly hard on my whole family, Mm -hmm. Um, and they were so patient with me. I mean, Paul and I had moments where we fought about it, for sure, because it it really wasn't easy for him. And, you know, having to have everyone at our house eat separate meals because I couldn't eat what they were eating, Mm. and there were days when I was so incredibly tired that I couldn't I couldn't prep my food or cook for myself, and I needed his help. 
Um, you know, and if I'm being really, really honest, because of the changes that your body goes through when you're going through this and your hormones and everything else, you have zero sex drive. Mm. So, you know, to go through right. that long of a time and, you know, the intimacy just dropped off entirely for him. And I just kept saying to him, please be patient, please be patient, um, you know, and he was. And, but yeah, it, it was hard, very, very hard. <laughs> So I think what I would say to anyone going through it is make sure you do research with your spouse so that, so that they understand and they know, you know, what happens to your body and your hormones and everything when you go on an endeavor like this and, you know, hmm. what they're in for. And yeah. then really, really not easy. It can be very trying on a relationship for sure. Wow. I wouldn't even imagine that, but that's like good you know good eye-opening advice so we'll give a shout out to Paul like he's you know he did that he was beside you and your whole family everybody so that's yeah the kids incredibly patient with me when you know my moods the Mm -hmm. mood swings are horrible so Uh I had days when I was yelling and angry and you know hurtful and which isn't like me at all with my children so they were you know they were a little taken aback and we shed a lot of tears together and yeah they were incredibly patient with me too wow that's that's awesome and and it's good to know too because like and it's good to to identify that those mood swings were not because uh, of necessarily of uh, of you but it was the process you were going through so that yeah. you could identify that and go oh okay well that's why this is happening and i'm feeling this way because of whatever hormone shift or whatever and you're putting yourself into that state so it makes it a little bit easier to like to handle and or you can say to yourself like okay right okay I gotta remember I'm having this this is happening because of x y or z not because of you know something else so you have something to like hang on to and go okay this is this is what's happening and this is the reason why so so how long do you think you're going to keep doing competitions for you know, I love it so much that I think I will keep doing them as long as I can possibly do them. Awesome. So what's the oldest competitor you've ever, like, that you've, like, maybe heard of or experienced, like, for women, for men? Do you have anybody? Like, have you seen any? Like, what kind of, like, people, you know, what ages do people kind of do these competitions up to? So, and you know what? That's one of the things I love about this sport is that there is no cap. And... Okay. There aren't a lot of sports like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can compete. I mean, there's people competing in... Well, there's a lady, I can't remember her name. She's in her 80s, okay. and she's a competitive bodybuilder, and she's absolutely outstanding. Oh, um, wow. But, yeah, it's amazing. There's people I've talked to in their 60s that are competing, and, you know, it's... And that's what, one of the things I love about this sport is that there is no ceiling. And, you know, for me, even to just be getting started at 45... And to have won my first show and to have this be the beginning for me is, mm-hmm. is super exciting. Do you know, I have to say, I'm not surprised you won. I just know you. <laughs> and I'm not surprised <laughs> that you, like, that you, you won. I just, like, I you're that type of person that you put your mind to something and it gets done. So I, I just... You know, I knew when you said you're doing this, it was like you. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I could just see it. So, so what was, <laughs> what was your favorite exercise? Like, if you were doing 
you know, when you were at the gym or at home, like, was there something that was your favorite that you enjoyed doing? Or, you know, we always have those exercises where we're like, oh, I hate this one. I hate this one. Yeah. But, you know, what was your favorite one? What was your favorite thing to do? Anything that was glute was my okay. favorite. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I love doing glute exercises. When I left the gym feeling like my butt was, you know, five inches bigger than it was before I yeah. got there, I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the least then, favorite was biceps. That's what I was going to ask. Training biceps. What was your least favorite? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what did you do when you're like, I had to do biceps? Did you tell yourself like, I love this, I love this? Or like, what did you do? You just pushed through it and did it and, you know, just go. I just pushed through it and, yeah. and actually told myself, you know, Vanessa, it's the exercises you hate the most mm-hmm. that are the ones that are going to make you a champ. That's so, right. And that was my mindset. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. got to do those ones then. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like watching yourself transform in the mirror? Because I remember seeing pictures of you along the way. Like, what did that feel like? Like, all of a sudden, you're seeing, like, this definition that wasn't there before. It was incredibly strange. And I remember talking to Claudia, my trainer, and saying, you need to explain to me what's happening to my body because I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand what I, it took me a while to see it. Mm-hmm. and everyone else was seeing it, but I was just like, no, I don't see it, I don't see it, and then all of a sudden one day it hit me, and it was overwhelming. I cried, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I, I can't believe how did I all of a sudden just see it today, and yeah. I don't understand. Like, So she kind of chuckled, you know, and, and we had a discussion about it, And but it was incredible because I knew that it was the work that I was doing that was creating this change that I had been wanting my whole life to, to be mm-hmm. able to do this, so... That is, you know, I guess essentially what kept me going was when I started to really see it, I was like, wow, I'm doing this, but this is mm-hmm. actually happening. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. So I know you have other interests too. I would love for you to touch on that. Just let us know. Like, I I know that you have so many cool things going on in your life. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I am, uh, you know, I... I have turned my my passions into my work, which is awesome because mm-hmm. I have jobs that I absolutely love. So I do professional makeup artistry, and I'm also a professional real estate photographer, mm-hmm. uh, retired portrait photographer. Um, and those were, you know, my hobbies and my passions, and I'm fortunate enough to do those every day. So mm-hmm. I love I love my jobs, but I also love to paint. I paint acrylic yes. on canvas. That's kind of my, outside of the gym, that's like my stress relief and my anxiety relief is, you know, mm-hmm. give me a paint, paint and I'm in heaven. <laughs> yes. You're very artistic and you've got that flair. So, and... Uh, yeah, or anything, anything I can do where I'm creating. If I'm mm-hmm. creating, I feel really, really happy. As mm-hmm. soon as I, I go to an opportunity to create, that's mm-hmm. when I start to feel a little anxious and unsettled. And I know you can sing. I know you can sing too. So that's... I do, yeah. <laughs> I've heard you. So, yeah, another, another, you know, neat thing about you. Um, so is there anything you're curious about right now? Like, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding, but is there anything that you're curious about? Like, what, do you, what are you going to get yourself into next creatively? Or is it just competitions? Or, like, is there anything else you're kind of looking at and kind of curious about? You know, I would love to learn how to speak Spanish because my husband is Spanish. Ah, cool. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that's always been kind of a, you know, a thing that I've said, you know what, I'm going to learn to do this one day. I'm going to learn to do this one day. So I think, you know, eventually <laughs> I'm going to laugh now because I'm going to say when I have time. That's yeah. funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is something that I would really love to learn how to do. Next time you need training for a competition, do it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll listen have to Spanish uh, teaching in, in my head. That's right. Listen to that. Yeah. So well, that's cool. That's I love that. So, so yeah. who inspires you? It doesn't have to be related to the bodybuilding, but it sounds like that's been such a huge influence on your life, like since from a young age. So, who who inspires you? So my first inspiration would have been my dad because he was a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. and I used to sit and watch him lift weights. And and as I said earlier, I I just really loved that. So I would definitely say he was my first. And then, you know, when I went through my anorexia and I was, you know, starting to really try to venture into the world of bodybuilding, there's some bodybuilders specifically that were inspirational to me. And um, I don't know if you'll recognize, well, I know you'll recognize Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. of course, because Mm -hmm. everybody does. Yeah. Um, Corey Everson, best female bodybuilder in the world, in my opinion. Uh, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, those are some of the people that that were really big and still are actually big inspirations to me. Mm-hmm. And outside of bodybuilding realm, um, you know, I got to say my husband, yeah. my mother and my kids. Aww. Yeah. My, my mom oh, has mom. been fighting cancer. Yeah. yeah. She's been fighting cancer for years and she has been so strong through the whole thing. And she's so unbelievably healthy and you'd never know she was sick. And she's oh. been such a warrior. And she's so, she's so gorgeous. I mean, you both are, but she's, she's so gorgeous, you know. So um, just, yeah, yeah, shout out to your mom, to your dad, to your family, everybody. Yeah. So that's really, And really my cool. husband, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's a stage four cancer survivor, and I've learned a lot from Aww. him on how to, yeah, how to overcome obstacles and, and be strong and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of keep that in mind when you're, you know, I would keep all those things in mind when I was lifting weights. And it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, the weight is heavy and it hurts, but, you know, I have these people in my life who've gone through a lot of heavy, painful things that if they can do it, I can lift this weight one more yeah. time. Absolutely. That's a good good way to draw inspiration. And, you know, it's that's that's beautiful to take something that was a negative, turn it into a positive and use that in a positive way in your life. Like, yes, you can push through. Yes, you can do this. And, and, um, you know, just, and those life experiences are, yeah, that's heavy. And just knowing like, okay, you're not being called to do something that's so heavy. It's just your own mind you're battling with just that babble in your mind. So, so is there totally. a, a, and my, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and my kids, you know, like yeah. my little girl, seven, and she gets on the competitive dance stage and she dances and competes and she's so brave Aww. and she's just fearless. And, yeah. you know, Lucy Ann, she's. She plays mm-hmm. instruments and she gets on stage and does these concerts. And I'm like, if the kids can do this, mm-hmm. I can. And I hope one day they really understand what an inspiration they have been to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's beautiful too. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that too. So, is there anything I should have asked but didn't? I don't know. I can't think of anything <laughs> offhand. Can you think of anything? I, yeah, no. I, just, I mean, I can talk forever. You I know, know me. <laughs> I know. I know. I wish we could. I mean, I'll probably have you back on again if you want to. I mean, I'd love to. You know, there'll probably be like, you know, when you're starting up again, you know, just some 
you know, going, going ahead or in three months, once you take this three months off and then you're going to get back into it again. Like I'm sure that you will have, you will be at a different place in your life at that point and you'll have insights that you'll reflect back on from this time and go, Oh yeah, I want to speak to this. Oh yeah. I want to speak to that. And Oh yeah, this part of my diet or blah, blah, blah. Or, or, um, even when we were talking earlier, um, you know, prior to, to do the interview about your diet that first day and like, you had mentioned about um, what not to do on the day. Oh, yeah, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to share that? Just like what yeah. not to do? <laughs> Advice? Yeah, this is funny. Uh-huh. Okay, so all of all of my bodybuilding peeps who are listening to this later will find this really funny. But So I do, um, you have to do like a water load and then like a hydra cut before your show. So you load up on water and then you drastically cut off to dehydrate yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you go into the show dehydrated and, you know, of course, after the show, you should go drink water. But Mm -hmm. I was so excited (laughs) that I went and immediately went to Tim Hortons for a French vanilla coffee. And then I went for pop and then I came home and had some wine. And then I had, you know, a couple of cans of beer. (laughs) Went to bed without having drank any water. And in the middle of the night, I woke up with my heart pounding so fast and hard that I actually thought I was going to have a heart attack. Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, my pulse was just bulging. Like, I'm sure my blood pressure was out of this world. So I got up and and ran down to the kitchen and had a couple glasses of water, and that didn't work. So I had half a a container of Gatorade, and after about 45 minutes, my heart slowed down. But I was like, wow, that was Yeah. You know, you spend nine months taking care of your body and improving your physique, and then you do something so ridiculous. Oh, man. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. Like, that would have been kind of scary. And it's like, you know you're in good shape, but all of a sudden you're just like, boom, yeah, went off the... Like, yeah, all that sugar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. Oh, yeah, and that because I ate so much. Yeah. yeah, my body just, like, set off some serious yeah. red flags. That, yeah, it's so. like. Yeah, I won't do that again. No, <laughs> no, you'll, you'll plan it differently. The, you know, the donuts, yes, but maybe not so much like coffee pop. Drink all that water. Drink some water. Yeah. Yeah. So. Water first. That's right. So tell us, you know, yeah. um, three interesting things about yourself that you wish to share. Just, like, quick things, like. Blah, blah, blah. If there's anything, three interesting things. Oh, okay. What interesting about me? Well, I struggle with anxiety and depression. Okay. And I've been medicated for that for the last two years. Mm -hmm. I think I kind of like people to know that because when people look at me, they tend to think because I'm successful in business and Mm -hmm. and all of this that, oh, I must be so well adjusted. So it's really important for me that people know that I do struggle Mm-hmm. And I've had to overcome some serious challenges in order to get where I am. Yes. And then it's possible. It's possible yes. to, to win over these things, right? Yes, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that because mental mental health that is that's just as important as physical health like or if not more like just making sure that you're taking care of that and and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's just like having like uh another medical issue like diabetes like would you not treat it of course you would if you want to like you know keep your fingers and your toes like you're 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 gonna you're gonna treat you know you're going to like deal with that it's not something to be ashamed of or hide out about so yeah so thank you for sharing that totally yeah and I guess that would bring me to the second thing actually um I had to really work on training my mind as much as my body during this process because Mm -hmm. this 
sport, it's my belief that this sport is 90% mental. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really, really is. So I started meditating for the first time during this training. Okay. And using visualization mm-hmm. and binaural. And that's kind of, I think, what helped keep me on track mentally. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are just some of the things that I used to get me through the training and, and especially through this process when COVID-19 hit and everything, you oh. know, when the poop hit the fan and, yeah. you know, <laughs> someone who struggles with anxiety and you're trying to prep for a show and everything's happening. Yeah. Uh, that meditation became a lifesaver for me. For sure. I'm sure it did. Because so many people were experiencing um, anxiety or um, mental health issues that hadn't really ever had to deal with that before, just, you know, just in regular life. And then someone who's already prone to that on top of it, like, I couldn't imagine that would have been, and then you're competing and, and the anxiety of even just like the, like trying to like, just even doing that without this COVID stuff would have been anxiety. So yeah, I'll throw that in there and, and everybody's got a little bit more anxiety, you know, globally than, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to me. (laughs) I know. I know. We could like have a whole whole podcast about all the interesting things about Vanessa. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Here's another one. Okay. I am a total bird watcher and like a bird geek. Oh, like I yeah. I Aww. love birds, but yeah. I'm the one who's gonna be the old lady out there with my binoculars, uh-huh. like yelling about all the birds. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I love photographing birds and I love sitting outside on my front steps doing my bird feeder and watching all the interesting Aww. birds that come to my yard. Yeah. Right. Total Aww. bird brain. Love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So do you have a favorite book? I always ask this every podcast, favorite book. What's your favorite book? Um, you know what? I think I have to say The Chronicles of Narnia was probably one of my yes. favorite books here in the time. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember that about you. Like that, I actually yeah. hadn't really, I we had the books when I was a kid, but I, I don't think I really read them. Then when you said that was your favorite books, I went back and I read them and I was just like enthralled with them. And I was probably in my yeah. early 20s. When, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, how come yeah. I wouldn't didn't read these? I just, I, I, I don't know, like because we had them all along, but yeah. So there, that's that's an incredible series. So yeah, that thanks for bringing that up again. I'm gonna have to check and see if my kiddos have read those. I know we've watched the movies, but such a great yeah. series, so great. So well, and I think I even appreciated it more as an adult. And I remember just being so incredibly moved by it. And I remember mm-hmm. finishing it and closing the book. And actually being sad that it was over. Yeah. Wow, that was like, I can't believe that's over. Yeah, yes, I know. When it's like a good book like that, you're just like, I want more. Or, you know, it's yeah. like it's like a death. <laughs> like, it's over. Oh. No more. No more books. Yeah. So. All right, one last question. If people are interested in learning more about competing in a bodybuilding competition, where should they go for more information? Where Do you have any suggestions? Okay, I'm going to send them to my federation, the NPAA. Okay. It's the Natural Physique Athletics Association. Okay. Um, An incredible federation with incredible people and just the most supportive group of people and competitors that I've ever met in my life. Okay. And then they can find more information on that website. Go there. Talk to some people. And... Totally. And of course, I'm also going to suggest if they're looking for a coach to go.
go to Claudia Rosendahl, and she coaches out of Good Life Fitness. Okay. Coast. Okay. She is absolutely phenomenal at what she does. Yeah. So, and then she probably has connections being that, you know, the type of, of uh, what you've explained to me about her, or the type of person she is, or whatever. She probably has connections. So say like, so you're, you're out of like the Calgary area and we're recording yeah. out of Regina. So she probably would have connections in Regina or, um, you know, if someone is interested in, in looking at this, you know, wherever you are across, yep. you know, Canada or whatever. So, um, we have this awesome technology too that you know the internet and all that so so that's really cool just to you know I'm sure there's ways to connect and and uh yeah so but thank you thank you so much Vanessa for taking the time to have uh taking the time out of your day to connect with us for the podcast here I loved hearing your story I loved hearing your journey I appreciate the time and I'm congratulations again on your win that's amazing so thank you so much The health information provided by this podcast, Prairie Lily and the Hippie One, is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional health advice. Accordingly, before taking any actions based upon the information in this podcast, we encourage you to consult with the appropriate medical and healthcare professionals. We do not provide any kind of health advice. The use or reliance of any information contained on this podcast is solely at your own risk. We just want to thank you so much for joining us this week uh, to listen to Prairie Lily and the Hippie One. Um, Myself and the Hippie One have had so much fun doing these podcasts and we hope that you have enjoyed them as well and you found a benefit from them if you have please like our podcast and subscribe to it as well we hope you have a great week Mm